Thank you to Verb Energy for supporting this episode of Rogan Reasoned. In need of a little morning boost or afternoon pick-me-up? Verb Energy's bite-sized bars pack as much caffeine as a shot of espresso, just without the coffee jitters. Actually, they are made with organic green tea and come in flavors like maple blueberry, coconut chai, salted peanut butter, and vanilla latte. And at just 90 calories, we can all continue to try and be our best selves in 2021. Are you in? Snag your 16-bar starter pack and get over 50% off using my exclusive link in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to follow them on Instagram at Verb Energy and show off your favorite flavor in your stories and posts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rogan Reasoned. I'm your host, Laura swan Siegman. Thank you for dropping back in for another episode, and I am genuinely hoping that today's topic will help you in some way, because if you can't relate to it yourself, it might help you relate to someone else in your life. If you're new here or just haven't noticed, I bounce around on topics each week. Generally speaking, we talk about all things life, business, and badassery in no particular order. For this week's episode, I wanted to open up a little and check in with you all about what has been happening in the background of this podcast lately, which is grief. Today marks 15 Mondays since my dad died. That seems like a short time and a long time all at once. He died on Monday, November 23rd, and every Monday since then, I pause at the time we spent our last moments together and add another tally to the weeks that have passed. With this podcast, I've tried not to force any of the topics that I talk about. I want our discussions each week to flow freely. Each episode is inspired by something on my mind or something I've been wanting to share. Grief has been on my mind a lot, and I've been thinking about how no one has ever really explained it to me in my 33 and a half years. We've all heard the word, and I'm sure all of us understand it means something associated with deep sadness. But beyond that, we all probably vary in our experience with it, conversations we've had with others about it, and what tools or resources we are equipped with to deal with it when it happens. I wish I knew more about grief before really going through it. There's a lot of things we aren't taught or have conversations about growing up or as adults. So when we do experience something, it can feel even harder to wade through. My hope is that hearing about my experience will serve you in some way and make you feel either more connected or less caught off guard. I've approached life with the mindset that I'm going to do it how I see fit and not how everyone else does. I think grief needs to be treated the same way. It's a personal journey, but also one worth sharing. So here's mine. So since 15 Mondays have passed, I decided to kind of just roll with that number and touch on 15 lessons about grief that I've learned in my experience. I'm not going to count them out and say first, second, third, the fourth lesson is blah, 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 because by lesson seven, that is going to get incredibly annoying. But be rest assured, at the end of the podcast, we will have talked about 15 of them, 
And with the roughly 20 minutes I ask you to commit to for each episode, we'll move through them fairly quickly. This isn't going to be a two-hour therapy session. Speaking of therapy, I am not a therapist. I feel like in today's world, we have all these disclaimers that we have to give. I am not a mental health professional, and anything I say in this episode is purely me sharing my experience and how I'm navigating grief. It will absolutely look different for you, and that is actually the whole point. We have to own how it is for us and how we need to navigate it. I would bet there are some core components of grief that we can all relate to, but there will definitely be differences between you and I, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. One thing that we can all probably agree upon, or if you've never experienced grief, you can probably anticipate, is that it fucking hurts. Like, in your bones, hurts. My body has literally ached at times with sadness. It's a deeper type of sadness that I've never experienced. My world has been shook. And an earthquake has happened, and there are absolutely plenty of aftershocks. And there are other emotions tied to grief as well. There's a lot of love in my grief. When my dad was sick and fighting in the hospital, through the time I watched him take his last breath, I feel like I tapped into a new level of love and humanness I didn't recognize or feel before. I read a quote that says, grief is love unspent, and it feels very true to me. There's so much I love that I had for my dad that I won't be able to share with him anymore. And there's also anger, frustration, confusion, regret, and a million other emotions that I've experienced alongside my grief. One of the frustrations in particular that I've experienced is Not necessarily anything directly related to my dad, but to other people. People will tell you how to grieve. I'm sure a lot of them have meant well, but it can still be agitating, especially when you're dealing with so much. I've had a lot of people tell me to slow down, take the time to grieve, step away from work, lay in bed all day if I have to. And it's the go-to repeat response at times when I've shared I've had a rough week or I was struggling. I want to be like, bitch, listen, if I don't work, your girl isn't paying her bills. I don't get bereavement time or sick time as an entrepreneur. And that problem on top of all the other problems is not going to do anything for me. Encourage me to keep going at like a pace I can handle. Don't tell me not to do it at all. It's not realistic. I'm also not going to lay in bed all day and and cry. I don't want to cultivate depression for myself. If it happens, of course, I will take care of myself. I will deal with it and seek help for it. But I'm also not going to facilitate it in ways that I have control over. And with that, people will respond strangely when you're not grieving like they expected you to. It's almost like you didn't need them, you didn't follow their suggestions, so they give up on trying to connect with you on it. I think we all need to respect that we are all going to grieve differently, and there are no rules to the game. It's absolutely fine if you aren't 
behaving the same way, taking the same amount of time, or as expressive about your grief as someone else. Own it. This is your journey with yourself and your sadness. And recognize that in others who are experiencing grief. Let them do it their own way. If they aren't hurting themselves and it isn't necessary to step in, give people space to sort it out how they want to. It also seems that people forget that you're grieving really quickly. It's hard when everyone else's life moves on and yours is still spinning. People are softer around you for a few weeks. They ask how you're doing once or twice, and then all of a sudden, they are back up to full speed. I've had a hard time with that, and I feel guilty that I've probably done that to other people in the past. I cannot operate alongside anyone at a normal pace at this given time, and I've purposely avoided certain people and situations because it's evident they can't see me and where I'm at with everything. When you're grieving, you don't feel like yourself, and it's hard to tell when you will again. I can't give anyone a straight answer as to when I will be back up to normal speed, laugh at everything like I used to, get back to my hobbies or interests, or be less reactive. My poor husband probably thinks the rest of his life is going to be spent living with a nut. But it just is what it is right now. I can feel myself moving in the right direction, but it's uneasy for everyone to not be able to point at a date on the calendar and know exactly where the light at the end of the tunnel is. Additional support for this episode is brought to you by Audible. I don't know about you guys, but at this point, I've pretty much run out of new episodes of my favorite TV shows, and I swear, they don't make movies like they used to. And maybe it's because I now have a podcast, but I've been absorbing a ton of audio content lately instead. It's seriously the ultimate way to multitask. And you all know how much I love a good multitask. Audible literally has thousands of audiobooks, podcasts, comedy, and more to choose from. And you can pause and pick up where you left off on another device. You can even have Alexa pull up your titles. What a time to be alive, right? You can get your free 30-day Audible trial by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned. That's www.audibletrial.com slash roganreasoned for your free 30-day Audible trial. The reason you can't seem to predict anything is because grief is definitely not linear. It's not a straightforward process. Grief was described to me as a roller coaster, and I think that is a fairly accurate analogy because there are definitely a lot of ups and downs. There are good days and bad days. Hell, maybe not even days. Uh, Let's say there are good hours and bad hours sometimes. So if you're all over the place like me, you are not alone. And if someone you know is grieving, you might expect them to switch emotions at any moment. And I don't think that's wrong, right? Anything. It's how they need to be. This inconsistency can really test your relationships, though. 
the rhythm is off. And it's important for even the grieving person to consider that someone they are close to may also be grieving. It makes some interactions with the people close to you more challenging because for the time being, you don't really know what to expect from each other. And you don't know how to help the other person heal because you're healing yourself. So no real advice on this one here. It's just a storm to be weathered together as much as possible. Truthfully, you end up learning who is really in your court and on your team. There are people that I wouldn't normally have pegged as showing up for me and us that have shown up. And people that I thought would be a support system literally just have given me fucking crickets. It's disappointing, but I guess it just serves as a life lesson. I'm definitely more clear on who I can rely on and who I want to invest time and energy into in the future. Something else I've learned is that you do need to be checked on more than normal. I would classify myself as a pretty independent and strong person. And normally I wouldn't expect or even enjoy people constantly asking me how I'm doing. I'd actually probably describe it as annoying in the past. But right now it is nice. Even if we don't have an extensive, deep conversation about feelings and what's going on, people asking me how I'm doing makes me feel seen. Because remember, your world may go back to normal while someone else's is still crumbling. You don't have to live alongside them in despair or anything, but you can make the effort to recognize not everyone is living with the luxury of peace at the moment. Now, this next lesson has been a hard one. You have to make time to grieve. If you avoid it, it will find you. I can't speak to how it is for other stages of life, whether you're older or younger than where I'm at now, but I'm in the throes of adulting and responsibility at my current age, and there isn't a lot of time to work with. So for me, Sometimes that means staying up later to have a few moments to myself and just process my thoughts or quite literally getting a good in-the-car cry session in between some of my appointments. I might lose some sleep and have to touch up my mascara more often, but it is what it is. It can't be avoided and you have to schedule dinner with the devil at times, so to speak. Grieving isn't always late, wine-filled nights and crying, though. It's going through belongings, listening to a song that reminds you of your loved one, or running four miles at a full fucking sprint while you relive your last moments in your head, visiting a restaurant your person loved to go to and ordering their favorite meal. It's sitting on a dock and talking to the sky and trying to figure out what direction to talk to. It's anything that feels right to you. Just because you or someone you know isn't a blubbering mess doesn't mean they aren't working through something through whatever they're currently doing. No matter what you are doing to grieve, you do have to know when to tap out, though. I've really needed to pump the brakes on life a few times, unload my tears and stress on my husband, 
and ask for help with things I don't feel like I can do by myself at a given time. Even if that thing that I need help with is so trivial and basic. Though grief is very personal, it doesn't mean you can do it all alone all the time. But if you do want to be alone and need people to back off, by all means, say that. Have your boundaries. If you can't handle someone or their energy, it is okay to express that. Now, I would encourage you to try to be as respectful about that as possible because you don't want to create additional messes or problems in your life. But coming from someone who has very little patience right now, sometimes things just have to be said how you're going to say them. You have the right to shut down and show up as you can handle right now. And at the end of the day, it's true that grief will probably always be there to an extent. I can see how things will numb over time, but there will always be a big hole in my heart and in my life with my dad being gone. And now that I've gone through this experience once, it is still a little intimidating to me to consider that I will very likely have to go through this again in my lifetime with other people that are close to me. Life is hard. That's not just a generic sentiment to be said. No matter who you are or where you came from, we are all served up our own dose of hard. All this can serve as a reminder to be kind to others, to be more patient with others, and to appreciate wherever you're at. If you're grieving someone right now too, I genuinely send you a huge hug and peaceful energy because this shit sucks. We'll get through it though. If you've yet to go through it, I am glad you haven't had to yet. And you probably will in the future. But I hope this conversation gives you a little heads up to what might transpire in your grieving process. We don't do or feel things the same as each other, but we can all benefit from hearing each other's experiences and taking what we need or want from them. Take care of yourselves and those close to you. And I will chat with you next week for another episode of Rogan Reason. Thanks, you guys. To learn more about me, your host, and the Rogan Reason podcast, visit www.lauraswanseekman.com slash podcast and follow along on Instagram at Rogue Reason Podcast.